Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car. Like cooking, but without the frozen dinner, easy way out eBay Motors has 122 million parts. It's always the right fitment, so you can follow any recipe to a T. Whether it's a vintage Italian coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs or a German luxury car that's as complicated as almost roulotten, to cook up something great in the garage, use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Rafael Benitez is the new Everton manager. Uh, not a sentence I think any of us really thought we'd be saying. Uh, this summer, but just about a month on from Carlo Angelotti walking out on the football club to join Real Madrid. Everton have got the man. He's a former Liverpool man and he's a highly decorated man, but it is a very controversial one. Uh, joining me to have a chat about this appointment, Dave Downey and Rob Vera. Uh, Dave, I will come to you first, mate. Uh, what's your reaction to all this now with uh, rubber stamps and he has been anointed as the man? Well, in, in many ways, it, it's it's... Because it's what everyone expected now after, I don't know, several hundred interviews, as we hear in the press, that they conducted with the Rafa Benitez and other candidates and um, the conjecture regarding him. It's actually nice to have it have it rubber stamped, Matt, and be able to now get on with you know the more important things like the recruitment, like fixing this squad that's in a pretty sorry state, isn't it, with Carlo Ancelotti leaving in the way in which we ended last season. Um, I, I think you know it, we knew it was going to happen. We, we, I think all of us have known for quite some time. Such are the the leaks we get from the reliable sources lead up to this. The, I'm just glad it's done. It's over the line now, and um, you know if people are going to spit the dummies out and things like that, I'd rather they do it as soon as possible so we can crack on with the actual business of getting the football club into some sort of decent position where we can go and attack next season, and then. Look, I, I said a similar thing, and I'm not comparing the two, but I said a similar thing when Sam Allardyce was appointed. There's a terrific opportunity here. I think a lot of us, I think a lot of this gets lost in the the nonsense that goes on around our football club. Um, you know, you, your opening statement there, Matt, which was very accurate about, you know, Carlo Ancelotti left, I think, uh, at the start of June. We're on the verge of appointing a manager at the end of June. If you'd have said to, if I'd have said to you two years ago, 
those two individuals would be Carlo Ancelotti and Rafael Benitez. You know, you'd be wheeling me away in a in a straitjacket. That's that's the way in which this club operates these days. The the outrageous is the norm, I suppose. And um, by that, I'm I'm not I'm trying desperately not to get caught up with any sort of hyperbole here. This is a guy that's come in. He's got vast knowledge and experience of the game. Remains to be seen whether that can translate from several years ago when he was in his pomp. You know, maybe there's a there's a bit of an Indian summer for him, and and he he rises to the occasion and takes Everton forward and all of the vitriol that we've seen, um, all of the nonsense, all of the stupid bedsheets and spray paint vandalism and abuse directed at him. Um, you know, maybe he can rise above that and and ultimately take this club forward. It's one hell of a task. It's one hell of a job. But from his side, as it was with Sam Allardyce, it's a magnificent opportunity. I think we forget that when this is a vacancy, if you're a football manager, say, for instance, it's a great job to come up in, our, in any of our industries that we all work in. If, if there was an Everton equivalent of that, it'd be a fantastic opportunity that everybody would be jumping for. And I'm pretty sure Benitez sees this as that very same thing, as this being a a, a fantastic opportunity to get a manager at a decent level in the Premier League and see how far he can go. Um, and, and I think if we keep that sort of perspective, then I think we'll be okay. I think he'll be okay. I, I can't see him being any worse. I don't think we have a squad that is any imminent, in any imminent real danger. I think what many reasonable issues people have taken this stance with is because they want the here and now. How many times have we said it? Everyone wants Champions League football. Um, everyone wants a trophy. Look, let's be realistic. The likelihood of that happening immediately with any manager is is pretty slim. The chances of it are pretty slim. So I'm I'm more than happy to see what happens here. There's a blank canvas for everybody, yeah. and let's see let's see how well he can paint a picture that that you know isn't red and a, bit, <laughs> a picture that isn't isn't steeped with banners on the cop. Do you know what I mean? Let's turn the bed sheets into into blue bed sheets and, and, and support for the guy because I tell you what, he's gonna need it. Not, he's gonna need it, but the team is gonna need it. So yeah, absolutely. I suppose the, the message I, I'd be encouraging fans to do, and I'm in no position to dictate what anybody else thinks, but give it a chance. It, it's not it's not it's definitely not gonna work. And if you're a fan that's sat there hoping that it doesn't work because you hate this man so much, then why are you really involved? Do you know what I mean? Why, why, why are you bothering? You want yep. this football club to succeed. I certainly do at any cost, at any cost now. Um, because, you know, approaching sort of 40 years old in a couple of years, in a few years' time, and, and I don't want to be sat there saying, well, you know, look what we could have had there if we hadn't hounded a certain manager out um, because we, he simply did something for another football club that happens to be our biggest rival. So, as far as I'm concerned, he gets a clean slate the same as any other manager that comes in. And we see what happens. You know, invariably it's ended in disaster under the last few. Look, the likelihood is that something along those lines happens again. That's just the way Everton seem to do things. But I won't be giving him any more or less of a chance or um, derogatory opinion before he's even started. I think that's the point I want to emphasise. Rob, how about you, mate? How do you feel? I'm just wondering if he's going to get his Christmas photos right, unlike some of the predecessors. You know? Do you know what? Do you know what, Rob? Just just before you answer that question, I, I do actually wonder. I think it'd be hilarious if he went the other way, like you know, massively went over the top with blue stuff. 
<laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And there's, there's photos <laughs> of the house painted blue. There's photos of blue baubles on Christmas trees, blue cars, everything. Yeah. He's, got have a blue, just, he's got to have a blue tie on, hasn't he, in his first press conference? Yeah, oh. I mean, that, that would boil the piss right well and truly, wouldn't it? Well, he's, look, the, I mean, look, if you're going to do this, this thing, <laughs> there's going to have to be probably some performative symbolism that accompanies it, right? Like there's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just gonna, he's gonna have to lean into it because I think, I think the one thing I've probably been asking myself all through, all throughout this beyond the questions of why Everton are doing this and why is Farhad Mashiri doing this? I've wondered, I've been wondering why is he doing this? What, what is the incentive for someone like him who certainly is not in need of, of more money and, and certainly has accomplished uh, so much of, of what any great historical manager would want to accomplish. Like, why would he be up for this? And so to that point, Dave, I think he's going <laughs> to probably lean into a lot of that kind of stuff because he knows he's got to, he, he's got to, you know, in some ways sell it, but in other ways, part of the, the package with Rafa Benitez is if you, if you believe what you hear, and, and I've certainly listened to uh, the Steve Huttersall interview, the, the, um the other that matt you did another chris hanage yeah chris hanage i think that anyone like me who has been skeptical of this should go and listen to those interviews i don't know that it's going to just change your mind i'm not sure that my mind has changed but i will say that the thing that i've ultimately thought about recently uh as we've gone through this is the concept of processing and um, I, I know that you guys know, not only from just hearing it from me, but from others, how itchy we were for this to just quote, you know, be done with. And uh, let's, uh, why don't, why are Everton dragging this out or what have you? And I'll be damned if the amount of time that has been given to me or afforded to me through them quote, dragging it out has enabled me to actually process this a bit more. Um, I've definitely gone through all the stages. Uh, I've tried to do so as publicly as possible on social media so that I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be one of these people who could deny my previous thoughts later. Uh, look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm still obviously not sold that this is the, the, the smartest or best appointment given the, given the context and not just the Liverpool thing, but, but the very legitimate concerns about his performance as a manager over the last decade or so, all of the caveats. But I will say that having had more time to kind of go through the range of emotions uh, and to kind of consider what the implications of all of this entails, I think that that's probably helped me to at least come to a stage of, of some acceptance. And, and I'm probably now more in line with Dave than I thought I would be uh, a couple of weeks ago in that I, I don't know that ultimately I'm any more or less upset about this appointment than I would be about any other. And therefore I'm willing to probably give him as much a chance as I gave to any of the other managers. I mean, we, we ultimately, I've, I've talked at length and, and Dave brought up the idea that now we can kind of get on with the business of the football club and recruitment and those things that really matter. 
I've really been of the opinion, and, and if you listen to the kick about Mark and I have talked a lot about the fact that while mm-hmm. the manager is an important and, and critical component to all this, it is not the magic bullet. It is not the messiah. It is not the, you know, the one thing that will just solve everything. Everton have a lot of things to solve as a club, but but ultimately you give a handful of managers, competent players, more pace, a better midfield, and I think that we're going to see better results. I think as it pertains to processing as well, uh, I will say too that we the, the Carlo Ancelotti exit was so jarring and jolting. I don't know that we really had much time to process that as a fan base, and therefore uh, it really you know caused certain reactions to this that that I think were a little more pronounced. Um, you know, we went from from really loving this manager despite the evidence in front of us, despite the let's be frank guys very unacceptable form from the turn of the calendar forward and um i think that we began to justify a lot of that and 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 we 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 wanted to have faith that hey he'll get better players and he'll turn it around well he's gone now and this is the guy that clearly wants this job and uh, I, I do fear for the things that Matt has talked about in regards to how many losses uh, on the bounces are going to take before uh, the, the, the patience wears thin. It will it be a, a quicker trigger uh, from the Goodison fan base than it would have been for anyone else. I think that has yet to be seen, but this has been a real odyssey <laughs> this summer. And especially as we are seeing news that, that Nuno uh, is about to p- accept a job at Spurs. I think we're, we're yeah. also kind of, we're also just, it, it's just what a weird freakish uh, summer this has been. And, and once again, whatever Everton seems to lack on the pitch in terms of entertainment, they, they certainly seem to make up for in terms of the off season or close season entertainment. So I, I'm willing to, to, I'm not thrilled about all this but i'm also definitely now more in a let's take a wait and see approach to all this as we go forward yeah i think that's sort of where most people are with it now it's not being happy with it but understanding that you know nothing's to be gained really from from just saying you know i'm going to stop supporting the team or i'm going to start slagging the manager off because of his past connections but i think i think for me and i've sort of been around in circles this a little bit that the reason why i, I don't think this will work and you both said it there in regards to you said it Rob the Liverpool thing's not really an issue Dave we spoke yesterday with, with Alan mm. on Subs Weekly about how the Liverpool thing's not an issue for any of us really I think we can sit here and I'll say that and we can look at we can take a step back from that but it is an issue there's, there's, there's no getting around that us three can sit here on a Zoom call and talk about this not being an issue for us but it's a massive thing and it's going to be a massive thing, not just for our fans, as some of them are already shown with banners, which make reference to, to copites and stuff like that. It's going to be a huge issue for the media. It's the first time, the first time fix since the late 19th century that any manager has been in charge of Liverpool and Everton. It's going to be a massive issue for the media that he called Everton a small club again, which is not something which we can all sit here and say, you know, I'm really fuming at him still. The first derby, you know, all, all of these sorts of things, his first press conference is going to be asked about it. The fact that he is a, a former Liverpool manager it's not something that we're going to be allowed to forget about. And people who may be on the fence about that, they're not going to be able to forget about it either because it's going to be drilled in at every press conference, every story about this over the next few days. Every time we play Liverpool in a derby, his first derby at Goodison, his first time going back to Anfield, his banner on the cop, all the stuff that Reds are going to be saying about it. That this is This is going to stay a thing. It's not just going to go away because we think it might go away. And that's going to colour the, the, the narrative and it's going to colour the perception of Rafael Benitez, I think, very early in his Everton tenure. 
And anything, I, I think, any anything negative that can happen with a manager early on is going to be amplified 10 times because of this. And it just gives him such a small amount of room to manoeuvre early on. And that can be down to the fact that you don't think he's... Uh, a good manager anymore, which is sort of where I'm at. But for a lot of people, it'll be down to the fact that this is a former Liverpool manager and, and you're not going to be allowed mm. to forget that and it's going to get tired, it's going to get great. And we're going to have, you know, I'm sure already after this has been announced, there's been a countless amount of head pattern tweets from red journos and red high-profile red fans of former Liverpool players about how if Everton give them a chance, then it might just work out. But, you know, those pesky fans are horrible. But... As much as I think we can all sit here and say the Liverpool connections are not a factor for us, it's being honest, it, it's a massive thing and it's something that's going to colour the entire time that he's at this, at this football club, whether it's six months or six years. Matt, I, 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 I want to say that I agree with that wholeheartedly from the standpoint that when I brought this up and when, we, when this whole idea was brought up initially, I kept asking myself, why would Farhad Mashiri push through an appointment that has such a narrow path to success, given what the inevitable blowback will be or the inevitable pitfalls and the media framing and all these things are going to be? It just it just seems like a distraction that he'll have to constantly deal with. Now, having said that, they've pushed through and done it. It's done. Right. So the question then becomes, what what is the oppor- opportunity here? Like, I think that you you make a good point that there are just going to be a segment of fans and uh, that that just can't that don't feel they're going to be able to move on from this. So I think two things are important here. A, we have an opportunity to get off to a pretty decent start given the fixtures. I know that that is uh, there's no more cursed uh, saying than that when we look at the fixtures and talk about the opportunity. But I'm look, I'm just I'm gonna I'm just gonna address that right now. I mean, I think. I think if you're going to get the manager in before the Euros are done, uh, get to work, get going, uh, get things in order. I mean, I think that that's the opportunity is they've got to start well, and that's going to buy him a little bit of time and, and to build something. But I think the second thing is a bigger thing. I think this is maybe the opportunity, given what you just said, Matt, for us to consider um, the way in which we begin to identify ourselves and evaluate ourselves based solely on us based solely on the performance of the club and and really take a step back from making it about, uh, and I know no one wants to, to admit that we do this, but, but sometimes when we allow ourselves to fall into those traps of, of enabling someone's uh, ban, you know, some banter or some ribbing from fans from, from a rival set of fans to, to, to really knock us off of our game. I think that that becomes an issue that is largely about our reaction more than it is about their, their actions. I think that we have got to begin establishing what it looks like when Everton earn the right through their performance to actually have more aspirational expectations as opposed to worrying about what some other fan set of fans says about us. I mean, I think that, I think that Rafa Benitez clearly is taking this job with the idea in mind that Everton are going to have to not only perform, but perform pretty well because he knows what the narrative will be. He knows what the reactions are going to be and clearly doesn't care. He sees a path 
path forward, even if we can't see it. I don't know that I believe him, but I, I also think that that's at least the idea. But um, at a certain point, and again, I, I always grant you, Matt, when we have these discussions that I have the privilege of living thousands of miles away and not having to deal with neighbors and family members who are going to constantly be in my ear about these things. I, I get that, that I have that privilege, but at the same time, I do think that it's time at some point for us to begin to, you know, not worry so much about what everyone else is doing. And it's not just Liverpool. It's it's every time there's a signing from another team, it's always about what we're not doing, what we're not doing, what, you know, and those things are easy to, to easy to traps to fall into. But I think that we have got to have a manager that is, you know, if he's as cold and ruthless as, as, as we all all hear, it's now about identifying. And, and, and I think Alan talked about this uh, the, yesterday. Uh, I think he was talking about the Carragher doing a podcast about, you know, Liverpool versus Everton's mentality or, or the way that they approached football back in the, you know, in the mid two thousands and what the differences were. And, and, and I think that that's what we've got to firmly establish here. That identity is not just a playing identity, but it's ultimately a, an FU identity. It's ultimately a, we're going to do this uh, on our own and, and have a tight mentality that's about us and not others. And, and I think that until Everton can, can really fundamentally do that and change the culture here, uh, it, 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 we're not going to move forward. And maybe, just maybe, it's going to take a manager that this many people are skeptical of to, to kind of unite the fan base in a, in a strange way. But I don't know. I'm just looking for, for those avenues. And, and I think that's kind of where we're at. Dave, it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on that as well, but also um, just sort of moving this on a little bit and away from that side of things. Do you think Everton are getting a, a good football manager right now, ultimately? I think it's a difficult question to answer, and it's where I probably disagree with you and, and Mike and other people that we, we talk to on the show regularly, um, is that you simply don't know. You can only go off evidence that we've seen and that is yeah he, he massively flopped in China now I don't know what what sort of comparisons you can make and, and similarities there are between the Chinese Super League and the Premier League I'm not sure at all um, you know he equated to something like horse racing you have jockeys who prefer riding horses over fences you have jockeys who prefer riding on the flats it, it, it's the way it works they're still jockeys but it's, it's different do you know what I mean it's a different part of the game um, we've seen it before. Managers from abroad who've excelled in leagues abroad come to the Premier League completely flopped. You look at the Dutch manager that's just been sacked. You know, um, it 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 it's not it's not cast in stone. And I think that's where I've seen the worst in people. I'm not talking about you, Eve, obviously, but I've seen the worst in people who've been so vociferous in their opposition to this that they're not even willing to give it a chance and think, you know, what maybe it'll be different. I think you know. I think we all we're all old enough, ugly enough, and hopefully wise enough between the three of us on this uh, on this pod to be able to say life doesn't always pan out as you expect it. In fact, it very rarely does, and and that's what the perspective I'm looking at that you know is going to be with with Benitez. Obviously, in hope more than expectation, because your level head of you, Matt, and I'm not putting words in your mouth, will be on his recent experiences. Whatever that's been, whether it's been with China, in Napoli, into Milan, pretty much all of the jobs he's been at since he was in the, not just with Newcastle, because that's a different kettle of fish in itself, but also Liverpool. Um, is that CV since those days, since his heyday in inverted commas, is that enough for, 
you to not be able to accept that he could still be good? Or is it? Or do you look at it and think, you know what? It worked once, as or has football completely bypassed him? Um, and and well, are we just going to, you know, that, that, the the thing is, it's I I don't I don't want to be somebody who sits there and makes that sort of generalization or an overwhelming judgment until I've seen what he can do. Now he hasn't been in the Premier League for a while. Maybe he's learned things. Maybe he hasn't. We know. I think this is a massive bonus for him. We know he's a student of the game. He absolutely loves it. Um, the, the work that I did with him, the work with Steve Hoddersall did with did with him, he is an obsessive about football. That to me would indicate we're employing a man who's quite intelligent. Um, although <laughs> I think many of us Peters would question why he would take the Everton job if he is if he does uh, hold such intelligence. <laughs> just just to be quite funny about that. But um, if he is of that ilk, then you would think, well, maybe he knows what he's doing. Maybe he knows how he needs to evolve from those years gone by. I think there's a, there's, a, there's a really interesting comparison to make between him and David Moyes. I mean, how many times has he been linked with the Everton job in previous years? We've completely dismissed him as a footballing dinosaur. And then you look at what he went and did at West Ham last season. I'd like to believe, and maybe that's the romantic in me with a small R, that that is an aptitude to be able to change and that managers can reinvent themselves and can bring themselves forward to football in 2021. Again, like I say, the likelihood is that doesn't happen, but it doesn't mean it can't happen. No, I think I think that's fair, but I think as as well, it's for me, it's just another potential pitfall in all this because you sort of said there, Dave, as, as the game passed him by a little bit, and I think if you if you've taken the Liverpool stuff out of it, which might make him fail, and, and you know all the other things that we've spoken about already. One thing that managers often get grace for early on is if they're trying to instill a progressive and modern and exciting brand of football. But if you but do, we know sudden... he's not going to do that. Do we know he's not going to? Well, do even that? even even the teams, the good teams he's had, he's we, they never, never played. That are we sort built of for that? I mean, are we really built to be able to do that? Even if we wanted to, right? No, but now? Well, that's, no, that's I, another I, excellent point. That that's I, that's the other side of the coin. Is well, you know, it's not just Rafa Benitez here, and I know. In many ways, I bet you the players are sitting there absolutely rubbing their hands together, thinking, wow, here's somebody who's come along and immediately taking the heat off us. Is anybody talking about Gilfie Sigurdsson? We need to get oh. rid of him or Alex Awobi. I haven't seen much of that lately since all of this has come about with Rafa Benitez. I tell you what, if you're one of the Everton players who've let this club down in recent years and you're still at the football club, you're sitting there thinking, wow, do you know what? I've got off lightly here. Dave, and, he and, better and be... I understand at the same time that's a burden on Benitez. I, th- I understand that that's another sack of coal to lump on his shoulders. I understand that, but I tell you what, what what a set of excuse the language, what a set of bollocks he's got on him to take this job on. You have to say that. I mean, it is immensely brave for him to come and manage this football club. Some of the, the levels of toxicity that we've seen so far. Well, Dave, if he if he is not the like, I, there's a lot I don't like about this hire, but at the very least, I expect him to be the cold, hard ass yeah. coach that I've that I've been at, that has been advertised. Because what what I realize as time has gone on is that Carlo loves the the manager life. He loves kind of being being a, a famous manager, but I don't know that he really was as into managing day to day as I would yeah. have liked. Uh, whereas 
I don't I have serious questions to Matt's point about about Rafa's abilities or his outlook on football, maybe, but um and, and those are certainly there to be answered. But um I I expect I expect this to be a less comfortable environment at, at Finch Farm. It needs to be. Uh there is there's just way too much uh there's there's just there's way too much casualness. Uh, I want some, there's gotta be a balance there. It doesn't need to be all cold, all rigid, all sad all the time either, but it's got, there's got to be a, a more competitive, more uh, dare I say punitive environment when players don't play well, they shouldn't play. I, I, I have yet to see that. And when you mentioned someone like guilty cigarettes and it triggers me because I think, well, this is just another manager who's going to think he looks great on the training ground and play in mm. 38 games. But I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, that's what has yet to be seen. The things that now that the decision has been made, I care now more about what players are going to be brought in, what is a, a a general system and structure and framework going to look like for how they play? And third, and we don't talk about this a lot. Um, are we going to get these players fit? And I'm talking about yeah. not just fit in terms of staying on the pitch, but I'm talking about not looking gassed with 10 or 15 minutes left to go in games. I mean, we need more of those things. And if, if Benitez can bring some of that and we can win games, we're supposed to win and, I'm willing to give this a chance, but but hopefully there are some significant differences between the last manager and this one. In, in many ways, though, sorry, guys, it, it, and to, to Rob's point there, that is the exact point I think a lot of people are missing in all this, is at the end of the day, people can scream, shout, make banners, do whatever it is they feel as if is necessary. Um, you know, some of it, embarrassing some of it not whatever whatever floats your boat with that sort of thing but the where where this works or if it doesn't and where it sails or if it doesn't is in how he's given that support and that for me is a much bigger issue that's gone under the radar here um because look at the end of the day whoever's the manager of, of everton there's so many issues above that that need to be rectified in order to give any manager a chance. The conjecture that goes with Benitez ultimately is worthless because the, the only way he succeeds is by having a well-oiled machine behind him, i.e. Marcel Brands um, and anybody else who's involved in the day-to-day running of that football club. But he now, hasn't got that, has he, Dave? We know he's not no, got that's that. The point. that. That's exactly it. That, that is why... That is why, ultimately, I don't think he's going to succeed. It's not going to be due to his managerial acumen, unlike many others would suggest. I think it'll be because there's still not uh, an effective leadership model behind him. Um, Brands still, to me, the jury's very much out. I think he's done some all right stuff in the transfer market. I think he's done poor stuff in the transfer market. But the most emphatic thing you can say about him to this day right now, what, three and a half years on since he's been here, um, is we don't actually know what he does um, to the extent in which he does it. And that will forever be a massive issue until they decide to do it properly. How many times have I said on this podcast about the director of football model not being what Everton think it is? And... That is what will do for Benitez, in my opinion. Um, and and you know we can we can sit here and argue till till the cars come home about you know how how good he is as a manager these days compared to how, what he was like 10, 15 years ago, whatever it is. That that is purely subjective. That is our own opinions on that. The the fact of it all is 
we've seen managers fall on their sword simply because they haven't had that infrastructure in place to enable them to succeed. Now, how is recruitment going to work this time? Is it going to be driven by Marcel Brands or is it going to be Rafa Benitez has the final say? And the interesting thing about this, I'm not sure if Steve touched upon this with you, Matt, on or off air, is the issues he had at Liverpool in terms of getting funds for transfers. Are you yeah, quite critical pulling out, of the... Pulling out with owners and, and stuff like that. Correct, yeah. correct. And, and then they had the whole, the whole takeover thing with Hicks and Gillette and all that stuff. Um, I think he's had that issue at other clubs as well, certainly with Mike Ashley, of, of all people. That is the, the, the bigger crux of the problem here. That is exactly what is at the, the root of it for me. Um, not not fan acceptance or anything like that, because I tell you something, you could hire any manager in the world. You know, you could you, you can go and get Bill Shankly, you could go and get Stephen Gerrard from Rangers, the, the most hated and divisive manager in the world from Liverpool Football Club to manage this one. What does not change is how they're supported and how they do this job. Uh, and it is not going to work with anyone, Benitez or Ancelotti or anyone else, unless they get that sorted. And from the start, that has been my main concern, is I'm not too bothered who the manager is, which many people might well, mm-hmm. you know, turn the noses up at me saying that sort of thing. But I, it doesn't matter who that manager is, because the bigger problem and the bigger issue that is still be, yet to be rectified half a billion pounds down the line is how this football club is run and how it treats its managers, how it supports them, and how the recruitment model and academy are run. And I've yet to see evidence of that being suffice for any and, and an environment where any manager can thrive. And and that is why I'm I don't want Rafa Benitez as Everton manager, but at the same time I'm not I don't have an extreme opinion on that because I think there are bigger problems. Mm-hmm. Well, and and by the way, the last thing I'll say, guys, the fact that this many years into Marcel Brand's stay here that we are unclear about what his specific remit yeah. is, is an active choice that the that Everton Football Club have made to not make that clear to us. Because Correct. the question's been asked, it gets asked all the time. He's on the board, he's on the board. Yeah, he's on the board. And yet, and so they, they imply a lot of things in terms of his influence. But what we end up doing is we fill the gaps of the unknown with our own narrative about, well, this is a brand's player. That's not um, clearly this is someone that, that he wanted or, you know, and, and brands ends up skating a lot because we end up, we attribute the, a lot of the decisions we don't like to, you know, whoever not brands is right. Like I, I think that that's where, at a certain point, Marcel Brands, who, you know, who, despite the narrative about him being held prisoner, signed a three-year extension, needs to, at some point, clarify what what the role will be with Rob. I would love to see him do it, but I, I doubt it'll happen. I would like to hear them explain how they're going to, put, you know, you know, recruit players. I'm sure we'll get some squishy definition of, well, you know, this yeah. is all, we're all working together on this. Business but- talk. Yeah. yeah, business talk, but but ultimately, I don't mind. The manager should have input, even with a director of football. Mm-hmm. But 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 ultimately, I don't want to think that it's this player is all this guy and this player is all that because that is a completely bifurcated, uh, you know, approach to things that Matt you've talked about extensively as something that probably can't work and is not sustainable. And it's proven out that when you have these diverging philosophies, it it, it the diverging philosophies that that manifest 
manifest themselves in working on two different different paths at the same time. Yeah. It just doesn't work. And so that's what I want to see. But but ultimately, Everton make the decision every day not to explain how their, their setup works. And, and we can't continue to fall for our own convenient narratives around it. We need to begin demanding the actual clarity before we can criticize what the setup is uh, with, with full knowledge. Yeah, I think it's... I do, I do, sorry, Matt. I was just going to say, I do wonder who the sort of alpha is in, in that relationship now because in Ancelotti the dynamic was and, and I'm pretty I think I'm pretty accurate in saying this that he could pull rank on anything and and sort of veto a transfer that he didn't like or indeed say I want this player Marcel wants that player I'm going to have my say um, I wonder what level of compromise we'll have seen in Benitez getting this job um, and the allowances they'll have afforded him and the ones that he'll have been able to say to the football club, okay, I have to accept this, otherwise I'm not going to get this job. I, I think that'll be fascinating when it comes out in the wash. Indeed, we might not get to know. We didn't get to know about it, other managers and who was in control of, of recruitment and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could go and put a poll out on the Blue Room right now. Do you What do you think of Marcel Brands? You'll get, what, I don't know, 70, 80% of people saying, I think he's really good. I just don't think he's been given a chance at the football club and you'll get others who will say he's, he's atrocious, the recruitment he's done is appalling and we don't have an academy, each of which has, has validity to those arguments. But we don't even have or we don't have much evidence by way of making a conclusive judgment on him three years into this job. That to me is a bigger, much bigger than any managerial appointment. Yeah, I think it's going to be not seen any of this yet, but it's going to be really interesting. I think to see who does the sort of accompanying quotes with the yeah. announcement and who does the, the interview, the accompanying interview. It's going to be. It'll be, it'll be a state. Uh, I, I presume it'll be a statement from Denise. Some nice little words yeah. from Marcel Brands. Uh, internal club interview, and we won't see a press conference from him until the the, the week prior to the Premier League season beginning, um, or very very little media to that point. Um, I think we'll see a lot of Marcel Brands over the summer and other club figureheads. Um, but I don't think we'll see a lot from him, I think. And, and that'll benefit him, I think, if he's able to get down to work, um, you know, try and make the transition as easy as possible without any sort of interference from banners and whatnot. Um, and he makes it about the football. He's a football puritan. If he's left to his own devices and he's left to work, that's the best environment in which he'll thrive. And let's see how good he is. Yeah, uh, probably a good place to finish there. Let's let's wait and see. Um, but yeah, weird feeling, weird feeling today. But yeah, Rafael Benitez yeah. is the new Everton manager. Uh, loads to come. Uh, the, the interviews that I'd mentioned there with Steve Hoversall and Chris and ours, they are available on the Blue Room Extra, patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra, if you want to hear those in full. Uh, lots of detail on Benitez, his time at Newcastle, and what he's like as a fella. And you can get loads of other shows as well. We've got Kickabout coming up tomorrow. Rob always has a go at me for not plugging it on these shows. So there you go, Rob. <laughs> uh, who's joining you, Mark, tomorrow? Or is it just the two of you? It's just going to be Mark and I because uh, we're having to record at like 10 o'clock at night over there because of our weird schedules. Uh, Mark Mark loves himself a late night Kickabout, so he should be <laughs> Fine form uh, tomorrow. He's a, nocturnal, he's a nocturnal beast, yeah. We'll try not to just focus on the manager discussion because, the boy, the Euros. And and while you guys have been sleeping, there have been some really nice Copa America games too. But uh, yeah, the Brazil-Columbia yeah. game was an epic game. But we'll we'll talk about a lot of different things tomorrow. There you go. So go listen to that as well. Uh, like I said, if you want to join the Blue Room Extra, patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. 
pound a week, no fixed contract. You can cancel it, start it whenever you'd like. So hopefully we'll see you over there. But in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day and we'll catch up with you again soon. Northern Tool and Equipment isn't just a store. It's a problem solver's paradise. Fully stocked with the right professional grade tools and fully staffed with experts who have the right answers. Problem solved. Northern Tool and Equipment Summer Sale is on now. Stop in and save up to 50% on pressure washers, sprayers, generators, fans, lawn and garden equipment, and more. Hundreds of deals in-store or at northerntool.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.